Welcome back to the BCDC podcast. In this series called Bible Study Notes, I share my personal Bible study notes from my time in the Word. There are actually audio extractions from my YouTube videos on my channel called Blessed Even in the Mess. Enjoy! video so I thought that I am actually going through the Bible in 365 days the Bible in one year and IV version so this is a really good book because each day you have a reading in the Old Testament in the New Testament and also a poetic book either the Psalm or Proverbs so <clears throat> I am at Exodus 13 right now Moving into Exodus 17. This has been over this weekend, Saturday to today. Today's Monday. Um, so I use this diary, a daily diary, to basically use every day to jot down some notes about what I'm reading in the Bible. It's really helpful for me because I feel like I have the need to fill in every single day. So I don't want to leave a day blank. And that actually compels me to read the Bible that day to write down notes for my reading. So I wanted to share some really um, interesting things as I was been, I've been reading Exodus from Genesis to Exodus. Um, I'm not sure how many times I've been gone. I've gone through the Bible already. This might be my fourth time, but every time I go through these books again, there's always another layer that God helps me to uncover. And as I had shared some of my devotionals, I really do need God to show me what He wants me to learn from that particular reading on that day because I'm, I don't want to make things up by myself. I don't want to be interpreting just, you know, from my own biases. I really want to hear from God every day that I get into His Word. And I just want to share what I've learned, the notes I've taken um, to, through the past weekend, actually, from Exodus 14 to 17. So in Exodus 13, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt armed for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the sons of Israel swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them and in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. And then Exodus 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and camp near Pi-Hahiroth, between Migdal and the sea. They are to camp by the sea directly opposite Baal-Sephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, 
Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and lost their services. So he had his chariots made ready and took his, his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers all over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pihiroth, opposite Baal Sephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord and I will gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of the Lord who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other. So neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water in, on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He made the wheels of the chariots come off so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let us get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived, but the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. So this is a very, very well-known story. Even before um, I was a Christian, I've heard of this story of parting the Red Sea. It's a metaphor in many ways. So why the Lord led the Israelites to cross the Red Sea instead of leading them through the Philistine country, which was a lot shorter. So I think that's there's a really learning point for us right there. 
Why did the Lord lead them through the long way around versus going through dry land that's available? It's not like they didn't have another choice to get to the other side, to the promised land. They could have gone through dry land. They didn't need to cross the Red Sea, which in our human eyes, that's an insurmountable obstacle. How could you take all these men and women, all literally all the Israelites that were in Egypt to go over the Red Sea? Because why did the Lord want them to go through this insurmountable obstacle? God said in verse 13, Exodus 13, 17, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. That's the reason the Lord gave in the Bible of why he wanted to cross them through the Red Sea. Yes, definitely to show his glory, but the purpose of the long way around and for us to be able to cross something seemingly impossible, we need God to open that up for us. The miracle is that God opened up this Red Sea for the Israelites to pass through, and then he closes it behind them. So the purpose there is to show his glory, to show that God is almighty and all powerful to the Israelites and to the Egyptians. But another reason is that when he closes that door behind us, once we pass through this miracle that God let us go through, he closes it behind us. It's like a symbol of God letting us go through our Red Sea, whatever that Red Sea is, the spiritual problem that we had, that insurmountable spiritual problem that we had to ask God for help for. We pass through, God opens up that door, that exit for us to escape, and then he closes the door shut behind us. He brings the water back. So there's no way for us to go back to where we came from. There's no way we could go back to the spiritual slavery. There's no way easily for the Egyptian, for the Israelites to go back to becoming slaves in Egypt again. If they wanted to go back to be, go to Egypt, they would have to take the other way around. And then instead of crossing the Red Sea back, because the God, because God had closed that door behind them. So ask and pray and remember, what is your Red Sea spiritual marker? What has God brought you through in such a miraculous way that it would be impossible for you to go to back, for you to go back to your old life? He's closed that door firmly behind me so I can't go back. What is that Red Sea spiritual marker for you that you can't go back, that he is protecting you from going back? So pray and ask God, what has that been? You know, are you trying to go back? Are you trying to swim back across the Red Sea to that old life of slavery, believing that it was a better life than what you have now in Christ? I want to end this short devotional with this verse from Exodus 14, 13 to 14. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that he will bring to you today. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. God bless you. Join me in the next video for my notes on Exodus 15, 16, and 17.